Welcome to the Grow to Gold podcast. On today's episode, we have Jake Coleman, CEO and founder of the Jay Coleman Trading Group. The mindset behind the trader is what we're going to be diving in today with Jake. Jake has 20 years of trading experience, and he is the creator of seven proprietary trading algorithms that not just help him, but all of his clients to remove the emotion from the stock trading experience. On this episode, you're going to see that Jake is the real deal. He is somebody that has a big heart and he wants to help a ton of people to be able to be successful in the market. So Jake, welcome to, the, to today's episode and I'm excited to have you on. How are you doing today? Good, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm excited to have you. Jake, you're joining us from, I believe it's Hawaii today, right? Yes. So what's, it like, what's it like living in Hawaii? Let's start there. Oh, it's awesome. I love Hawaii and, uh, you know, especially during the winter times, you know, it's beautiful here during the winter times, usually, you know, between 70, 80 degrees year round and, you know, the water temperature, we're always just in, in shorts and t-shirts. So that's, that's the life I love to live. I love it. And we're a long way from wall street, huh? Yes. I like yes. it. So Jake is not your, Jake is not your usual wall street trader. He's a guy that, as you'll see throughout this episode, he's really done something very special here. And the mindset that he has going into all of this is really why I wanted to have him on the episode. So Jake, let's dive right into the mindset. What is the mindset of a successful trader? What makes somebody able to have a 20 plus year career doing this? Oh, that's a, that's a definitely a loaded question. Um, you know, I'll try to answer pieces of it, but uh, you know, I think the the biggest thing is, is, you know, in the beginning is, is complete ownership of your actions. And I think anything that, um, you know, you in the market enhances everything. Um, so all your emotions, all those, you know, deep seated fears or anything like that, that you have are going to manifest themselves as you trade, um, in the market. Um, so the, the biggest thing that you have to be is, is completely honest with yourself and uh you know understand the emotions coming in and not react to those emotions that are coming in um, i think we have a tendency you know if our adrenaline kicks in or we start seeing something we we want to react and a lot of times it, you know as a trader yeah. um, you know if we feel those emotions a lot of times not reacting is sometimes the best response Makes total uh, sense. So what you're saying is self-awareness is really a big part of being a successful trader. Am I hearing you, am I hearing you correct on that? Self-awareness, you know, discipline and ownership. You got to take ownership of every single thing you do. That makes total sense to me. So going into this, right? So you're, you're now running a trading group as well, right? Where you have clients that work with you, you've created these algorithms, and your mission really behind Jay Coleman Trading Systems is to be able to help other people remove the emotion from their stock trading experience. Am I getting that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, you have to have, you know, you have to understand your emotions, and then you have to have a system in place um, that you can use. Um, and that's what I have. I've created these algorithms um, that help you you know, know where buy and sell points are, tops and bottoms are in individual stocks. And then it's just managing your emotions around the trades that you, you place. Yeah, yeah. 
Hmm, that makes a ton of sense. So can you talk a little bit more about your system that you've created there? Because most people getting into stock trading, right? I, I don't believe, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but most people get into trading and their first thought isn't to create an algorithm that takes the emotion out of it. They just try and time the tops and bottoms, but you've taken it a step further and not just created one algorithm, but you've created seven. So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, when I was, when I started trading, you know, I was, I realized that I didn't have a system. Um, and then I was doing a lot of guesswork. And the other thing is too, is a lot of people follow, you know, especially nowadays, you know, with Twitter and everything like that, they, they just follow the crowd in and out of particular stocks. Um, you know, and I, I dissected every, you know, indicator, uh, algorithm I get my hands on, uh, for years and years. And what I realized was, is that, you know, they, they work some of the time, but not most of the time. Um, so, you know, I, I really dreamed this stuff up um, and it was just trial and error over the course of several years, um, you know, adding different things, taking away different things. And, and really what, what came out of it was the ability to, you know, find uh, tops in the market. That's what I was really trying to find. It was like, what, how do I, I was always good at getting in in a lot of ways, but I had a really hard time getting out. Um, so originally the algorithms were set to find tops in the market. Um, and it was kind of a, you know, it, when I really look back on it, it, it was one of those times in life that, uh, you know, I, I really feel like I was working in lockstep with God and, and, and fix in making this. And it was kind of an aha moment where it was like, okay, I found it, I figured it out. Um, and then I had this intuition, it was about a month later to inverse the algorithm. Uh, and then we were able to find the bottoms. It's incredible. It's incredible. So my question to you is what was that feeling like when you, when you dialed in the algorithm and you saw that it started to pinpoint the tops of these trades and you weren't really having to guess as much, what, what was that like for that two years of work? to just come to fruition? Cause you mentioned you were working, you felt like in lockstep, lock, lockstep with God almost. So that must've been a high amongst all highs. Yeah, it was. I, I think when I, when I finally figured it and, and got it into place, it was definitely, uh, yeah, there's nothing really that describes it in a sense. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was just amazing. Um, and just one of those senses where you're just like, wow, I, I, I finally figured it out after, you know, thousands and thousands of combinations. It's like we finally hit it um, to where we have a combination that works. Um, and then it was just, you know, I, I think a lot of times, you know, people look at stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, you just did this overnight. And it's like this was I was spending 12 hours a day every day for years trying to figure this out. So it wasn't something that came easy, um, but it was something that I worked really hard towards and was finally able to figure it out. Um, so it, it definitely, uh, you know, I always compare it to Edison. It's like, you know, I'm not some genius guy that just, it just came to me, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I had to work at, you know, I had to put the time in the effort, um, and, uh, 
be able to do the combinations and fail over and over and over again before I got the right formula. Makes total sense to me. And, and just to be clear with everybody listening to this, this is not something that automates, does all the work for you. This is a system, right? So can you talk a little bit more about the importance of, yes, you have a system, but also abiding by the system is the way that you're going to be successful with that. Can you talk about that action that's required to work in lockstep with your system? Yeah, so there's a lot of moving parts, you know, with the several different algorithms because I've, over the years, I have figured out how to make different algorithms, um, fill in just little gaps here and there. And so we have, we have these series of algorithms um, that all work together um, to give you the right signals, um, your buy and sell signals. Um, but at the same token, it's, you know, you have the human aspect of it that I really try to touch on is, is that's the, the emotions behind the trade. Um, and it, a lot of times trades vary very widely. You can have the same exact trade come in and you can have a student or somebody make, you know, 500 bucks or 200 bucks and you can have the same, you know, the same stock, uh, same set, you know, the buy signal, sell signal, same time. Um, and then you have somebody making hundreds of thousands in the same instant. Um, and it's just risk tolerance um, and the ability to manage one's emotions. Um, you know, for, I'll give you an example of a student, you know, different students that I've had um, in the past that I've really had to help out psychologically, um, where, you know, we get a, a, a buy signal that comes in, um, buy point, uh, they execute the trade and then, uh, and rather than sitting there and, you know, letting the stock play out, um, they're making a series of several trades. So in the same exact instant, same trade, I bought and sold, I bought it and I sold it just one time. Uh, whereas this individual bought and sold it within that time frame 18 times. Um, and it's just the emotional response. You get to see adrenaline firing up and the adrenaline always tells you you need to do something and you got the flight or flight response. So a lot of people want to do, so they, they don't recognize the emotion coming in. Instead, they just react to whatever they feel. Um, and so we can't, we can't be all about our feelings when it comes to trading. If you're, if you are one of those individuals, it, it's very difficult for, uh, for those people to overcome, uh, you know, that, that those emotional feelings and not react to them while they're in the midst of a trade. That makes total sense. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with self-awareness, right? And, and even from the master's perspective, right? Talking about you from what I've done a little bit of research on you, you, you've had some times where you've disregarded your own system, right? So maybe you can talk a little bit about that and how the emotion of going through some maybe traumatic things in your life led to a point where you were even questioning your own system. Oh, absolutely. That, that, yeah, this is kind of a, a wild time in my life. I'd had the system for a while and I, I'd done really well. And then, uh, uh, it took us years to, for me and my wife to get pregnant. And, uh, she was, we just found out uh, that she got pregnant and then she was a pedestrian walking on the side of the road and got hit by a car. Um, so she, she got hit and, uh, 
basically she developed uh, drop foot. They were, they told me that she would, uh, orthopedics actually told me she'd never walk again. Um, I never told her that. I, I didn't believe it myself. Um, but it took, you know, a full two years uh, for her to be able to walk again. And during this time, you know, she was, she had to have crutches and everything else to come in and, you know, crutched into the hospital to deliver our son. And, uh, you know, I was doing, you know, I never thought of myself as doing baby care, like, but I was doing it. Uh, I was taking care of my wife who was in bed and, and my son uh, simultaneously. And what I found was, is that I was so emotionally compromised during this time that I started to lose in my trading. Uh, and I wasn't following my system, but I wasn't recognizing what I was doing because uh, I was so engrossed in what was going on um, that it even got to a point where, you know, I, I would actually sit in my trading chair and my, my right hand would just tremble um, because I had lost so much money at that particular instant. Um, and really what changed me is I had lost enough to where I started to recognize, like, I remember looking at my wife in bed and she had her son, our, our son uh, next to him. And uh, we had, we had gone to probably 80 physical therapy appointments at this point. You know, we were going three times a week um, to these appointments and, you know, I was there taking care of baby um, and making sure everything was okay. Cause we, in Hawaii, we we kind of have what they call Hanai family, you know, like, or, you know, um, our family is the people that, you know, are, we're here because a lot of us don't have family um, on the island. Um, so we did get a bit of help uh, periodically, but during that time, I wasn't recognizing what I was doing, but I remember looking at my wife in bed and I was like, you know, she's working really hard to be able to walk. And that's exactly how I need to look at my trading right now. It's like, I have to slowly learn how to walk again because I knew how to trade really well. I, I had the system and then it just turned around almost instantly um, where I was like, okay, I started to recognize like, all right, let's just do, you know, baby steps um, and uh, start trading the system that I created and get the emotions out. And I was able to, you know, I, as my wife was learning how to walk again, I was learning how to trade again as, as wild as it sounds. Um, and, uh, and really in, in retrospect, I look at it and I was, it, it was a really big gift for me because when I coach students, you know, it's not, I understand, um, in a really deep way, you know, the emotional sides to trading, even if you have a great system that works, you know, you can go off the rails and I didn't have anybody to be like, Hey, you know, get back on you know, your, your system, you know, check it out. This works over and over again. Um, you know, it's kind of, you, you had the self doubt that came in, uh, that crept in. And then with everything else going on, it just kind of spiraled it. Um, but really looking at my wife that day and realizing that we both had to learn to walk together, you know, walk again, me as a trader and my wife physically, uh, really helped me kind of, uh, ground myself and then start trading my system again. And then uh, it turned around quite drastically very quickly, um, just as it turned the other way very quickly. It's an amazing story. And thankfully for everybody listening, your wife is okay. Your baby was okay. 
Yes, baby's baby was okay, and then uh, yeah, it took a basically another year. She's walking. She's still in pain. She developed what they call complex regional pain syndrome. Um, so she always is going to have issues of sorts. Um, so she she's not as she's not basically if she she can walk, she can do all the things, but not without pain. Sure. Well, thankfully she's, she's still with us. So that's, that's good. And then in terms of, I love what you said there about how, you know, metaphorically you both were in a sense learning how to trust yourselves again. And I think this is a very appropriate timing going into, you know, kind of what we've been going through with COVID. How many people now have had to reinvent themselves and how many people now, maybe their job was disrupted. They were outsourced work from home. There's a lot of things that have changed so I think this is very appropriate timing because it's, it's enlightening and it's refreshing to hear even somebody that's as advanced as you are and what you were doing, you really, in a sense, came undone a little bit there and, and you had to even learn to get back on the saddle and get back to where you are. And I can absolutely see how that now relates with you being the phenomenal coach that you are to your students. So thank you for sharing that with us. And if I'm not mistaken, that was not the first time you were tested from a family situation, right? No, well, later on I was tested, but I was able to get through it a lot differently because of the, the first response. So we had, um, we had basically, what was it? Six years later, um, we had another little girl, but she, uh, um, basically they told us that she didn't have any intestines. Um, when they, uh, they, there was high drops. There was an issue. They had to take out a bunch of fluid out of the baby. And then we had an emergency C-section. Um, and then they did immediately immediate surgery on, um, her. And, uh, what they found was a surgeon came in and said, look, you know, I pulled out about six inches of intestines. That's all I could find. And everything else, um, looks liquefied, um, is what he told us. Um, nobody thought that she was going to live through the night. Um, but, uh, the wild thing was, as you know, it, it, we, we really got a miracle with her. Um, but during that time, you know, we, you know, I, I've learned to kind of accept the emotions that come, uh, with life, um, and kind of let them pass through me and not react to them. Um, so, you know, I, I just accepted what was and prayed for the outcome that I wanted. Um, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, they had a, a team of surgeons that went back in, um, I think it was what, about 12 weeks later, uh, they went back in. So she had a little ostomy, uh, that were sticking out. So her intestines were sticking out of her stomach and, um, and then, uh, they went back in and they did like dye things and it still looked like the intestines were, were leaking. Um, and that they just weren't, weren't functional. Um, <clears throat> and then in 12 weeks they went in and they had a, a team of surgeons that came in and a lot of, uh, you know, um, I guess it's residents that were doing, uh, they all wanted to see, you know, cause it was something that they, they didn't know what they were going to find. Um, and, uh, so they went in and, uh, all of our intestines were there. Um, and even the surgeon said, he's like, look, he goes, if you would have told me that, you know, cause he did the original surgery, he goes, if you would have told me that this is what I was going to find, he goes, I, I'd have called you a liar because there's just no way. 
Um, so basically she was in the NICU for, for almost six months. Um, and the good part was, is, you know, trading and doing everything like that, you know, I was able to uh, take care of other two kids uh, during that time where my wife's able to spend her time at the hospital. Um, and, you know, it was a complete blessing in a sense, um, all the way around. Um, but the thing was, is that going through that side of it again, which was, you know, a totally different set of emotions with a child's sick and, and dying. Um, it was, uh, you know, really tested what I learned from the first experience. Uh, you know, in this one, you know, we were able to find a lot more joy in it. Um, you know, there was the despair, but I think, you know, pain is to joy, right? If you, the more pain you have in your life, the, the higher, the higher, the deeper the pain, the, the higher the joy in a lot of ways. Um, so in this particular aspect, I was able to really recognize my emotions, um, not react to them, um, and uh, just let them flow through me and understand them. It's like, hey, you know, this is okay to feel this way, but it's not okay to react this way. Uh, which is totally different. So my actions um, were totally different um, than before, uh, where I let my emotions dictate my actions, um, where they didn't do that anymore. You know, I, I, let, I, I saw the emotions, I recognized them, but I took the appropriate actions that needed to be taken instead of the, the, just the quick reactions you want to take, I guess, sometimes. Sure. And that makes total sense. And, and that goes back to the example you gave before about your student that had traded something 18 times in the time you traded once, right? Because the emotion of something dictating the action is probably the quickest way to fail in anything in life. I don't know if you would agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think the, I think, yeah, that's, that's one thing that trading will do for people is that it, it, you can't hide from it. You know, a lot of times in life, you can hide from things and hide from your emotional stability and get away with it, you know, but in trading, you can't, um, it comes out in full force. Um, so, so, when you're so when you're trading, you're looking, you're, so when you're training, you're looking yourself nakedly in the mirror and you need to be very okay with what you see. That's the only way that you can really be successful is through acceptance of what you are. And you can't lie to yourself. You can't be delusional. You have to, in a sense, react, if I'm hearing you correctly, to exactly what's going on and not be lying to yourself about things maybe not being the way they are because you want them to be differently. Am I hearing you correctly on that? You're hearing exactly that correctly like that. that a lot of people with trading, you know, when a stock's going up, um, you know, it's great. It's all fun and games. Um, but when a stock starts to turn down, a lot of times people have expectations that they put on stocks, you know, as in life, we have expectations. Um, and a lot of times those expectations, you don't react to what's really happening in front of you. Instead, you're expecting a certain outcome. So you're kind of trying to force your own will on something you can't control at all. Um, and, and that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, accepting the outcome, um, accepting, you know, just, just whatever it is, you can't be like, okay, I expect this. And if it doesn't come, then I'm going to not do what I'm, what I should do. And that's what happens a lot of times. Like, well, it should have gone to 40 bucks and I expected 40 bucks, but it went to 39.50. 
and then the the signals came in to sell that you know I I just I knew it was going to go to forty, and so I just stayed in, and now it's now it's at twenty five bucks, and you know you have all the emotions that come with that. So um, yeah, I think expectations are are a huge thing with with trading. Um, you know, people expect a certain outcome and, you know, I don't expect anything. I'm just following the system. So I get in and if it goes up to a certain level um, and tells me to get out, then I got to get out. Uh, I love I try that. To take the emotion out. I love that. So my question to you would be then in terms of somebody coming into your program with goals, right? Like I want to make a million dollars this year, right? To me, it sounds like if you follow the system, the end result will take care of itself. But if you're trying to, in a sense, say, I'm only going to consider this a success if I make a million dollars out of this, you're really approaching it in a very backwards way. Right. A lot of people don't see that in, in a lot of ways. I actually coached a guy recently. It's like, hey, I want to have a quarter million by December. Um, and he, he had just, uh, you know, he just broke the $100,000 barrier. Um, and he's like, I want a quarter million by this time. And I said, no, I go, you can't put a dollar amount on anything. In fact, I teach my students to keep a journal. All that we want to focus on is how our, how we executed our trades. Um, so it's like, it's execution. So what I have them write down is the, uh, the buy and sell points. Um, so where they bought, where they sold, did they win or lose? And also where they were emotionally behind that. You know, what, what kind of emotions crept up? Did they play it how it was supposed to be played? Did they vary in any way? Um, and the people that journal and do this, they can recognize their own patterns and correct them. Um, and a lot of times people tell me, it's like, well, why write it down? You know, it's all in, it's all in uh, TD Ameritrade or, or trade station. We can find the trades and just look back on them. But writing it down, it really solidifies like what you did. Um, so if you write down a loss, um, you really evaluate why you lost um, and kind of delve into your emotions where a lot of times if you do the look back later and be like, oh, yeah, I lost on that trade, um, but I can't quite remember why. Um, you know, I'll go back to it and look. Uh, but if you write it down, it really makes a big difference um, in that regard. But I tell all my students so that the if you make a plan that you're going to make a certain dollar amount um, and post it on your, your wall, you are creating your, you are basically kind of putting a nail in your coffin in a lot of ways it, it really, you need to, you're not focusing on the process and having goals focused on the process, your focus wholeheartedly on the outcome. Um, and you can't do that. Not with trading, you know, you got to, you got to, and the thing is, is with the market so unpredictable, you know, I don't know how much money I'm going to make today. No idea. You know, it's like I could make, you know, tens of thousands. I could make a hundred, 500 bucks. I don't know. Uh, the market gives me what it gives me. Um, mm. And I have to accept mm. that. You're like the Mr. Miyagi of stock trading, man. I love it. The feel that I'm getting from you is that this is nothing more than a vehicle for teaching people patience, self-awareness, and this is just the most profitable vehicle where as you start to hone in yourself, you start to see the results. 
And I think that's the biggest thing I'm getting from this interview so far is just the fact that it all starts and ends with you. Stock trading is just a vehicle because you can apply your mindset and this mentality to anything and you can be an excellent parent because you're really teaching us how to take the emotion out of anything and really look at things objectively and understand that extreme ownership mindset that it all starts and ends with you. And I think it's fascinating that you've really connected this through a system to stock trading, which of course can be very lucrative if you follow the system. But if you don't follow the system, it doesn't matter how well prepared you are. If your emotions get the best of you, you're going to end up in a bad place. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So let's go, let's go in a, little, a little bit deeper to your program now. So I'd love to, uh, I'd love to share with everybody listening what is it, you know, again, you're at the point now, you're obviously very successful. And the one thing I want to point out to everybody listening, we haven't talked about money. And that is not who this guy is. This is a pure mindset, in my opinion, coach, that really will help you to not only understand yourself, but the byproduct of that will be a very, I want to say successful, but I know we need to be careful, um, mindset when it comes to trading. So my question to you is, if, if somebody was to sign up with your with your coaching program, somebody wants to learn more from you, how to be part of your group, what would that look like? What, is, what, what would they get by coming on board with the Jay Coleman trading system? So basically what, what we do is, is um, you know, we have, we have kind of an onboarding process uh, where people go in. We, we actually do kind of an interview process because um, we, don't, we don't take everybody, um, you know, into the system. Um, we want people that are dedicated, um, people that we know, uh, that are coachable, trainable, uh, people that we can help be successful. Um, cause a lot of times you, you know, we don't want lazy people, I guess I should say, uh, we want people that, that are motivated to change. Um, if they need to change their, it's hard to change your, your emotions and reactions to things. It's not an easy road. Um, and if you are find yourself as an emotional trader, um, you know, we want somebody that has the, uh, the tenacity to push through that and use our, our methods to, to get through those barriers. Um, so we do have a, a vetting process that we do an interview process to, to make sure people are qualified. Um, when they are, um, then we have an onboarding process that, uh, basically gets them the algorithms. Um, gets them all set up with everything they need um, to start trading. Um, and then we do, I do a two day crash course. Um, so I do a, a digital one and a live one, um, a live over Zoom now, um, but uh, a live uh, webinar. Um, it's crash course on how to trade my algorithms. Um, and then they go in with one of my coaches that basically just shows them where, uh, what the, the setups look like. Uh, for individual stocks. Um, also, um, you know, we, we go through how to find everything, um, you know, how to find individual stocks as we, we have a system to, to find the stocks, then we plug them into the algorithms. And then if that, what we see what the algorithms are telling us, um, if they're showing us buy points, then, then we execute the trades. Um, and then also too, is there's a whole uh, psychology piece that I do on uh, managing uh, people's emotions um, and making sure they recognize like where they're at. Um, 
and there are certain people where, you know, I always have coaches in my life. I've always had, you know, I have, I, I thought I had two, but I, I was, I was looking at, I was, I have three coaches uh, right now um, for separate things. Um, you know, some are uh, help me with the psychological side and just see certain things because I, I'm always trying to improve and better. Uh, the other one is, uh, he's a actually clinical psychologist that works with, uh, he, he did a lot of work with military guys, um, you know, helping them execute, you know, they, they, they do all their trainings and trainings and trainings. And then you have guys, snipers and stuff like that, that, that need to execute when the pressure is really on. Um, so that's what his coaching ability is towards is, is making sure during those times of great pressure that you're still following the same process um, is, uh, you know, rather than, uh, you know, some people, they go off the rails, you know, and uh, he keeps it so that you understand it's kind of learning your, what's going to happen and, and thwarting it um in that regard um but so i go through a whole psychological thing and then uh then they basically go in uh for a couple of weeks learn setups um and then they come into uh you know we have a chat room um we also have a zoom room um and we're not we're not there to tell you what to buy or sell that's not that's not the object and, and you're not following me at all um, what it is, is, is just, uh, finding, uh, things that are set up on the algorithms, um, and, uh, um, placing trades there. So the algorithms tell us what we're doing, uh, tells me what I'm doing. I follow them myself every day. Um, so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not doing call outs or anything like that. Um, what I'm trying to do is, is teach the students how to fish. Um, so that they don't need me. They can just trade the algos um, and find their own stocks um, and trade them. Uh, and then also too, is that if they do have emotional issues that we can address those as quickly as possible. Um, you know, the, the, the students that, that struggle the most um, are the ones that just don't really want to uh, know themselves. You know, there's a lot of fear there in, in learning yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. and from, from a financial perspective too, a lot of people are very emotionally tied to their money, right? I mean, for the, for the most part, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, I've always used a broker and that's something that, you know, for me, I, I've done, you know, fairly well for, for a little while now and outsourcing the ability to manage your money and then taking control of that jumping into a system, getting to know yourself. That's a really scary thing for a lot of people. So my question to you is for the person listening that might be, you know, they have 50,000, 100,000, whatever their number is, right? And, and they're looking to now take that control. And I'm almost asking from a selfish perspective here, what, what's, what's the first steps? Is it really honestly get to know yourself and ask yourself, do I have the self-awareness to even take this on? What do you think is the, is the baseline for somebody to join your group and, and have that success to be emotionally stable? I think the baseline is really just a strong, you know, a will to, and also the, the willingness to, to face whatever they find. You know, it's like, if you have certain emotions that are deep seated, it's like, we got to weed them out. 
Um, and it's not a process that just happens overnight. You know, it's a process that happens over time. And so uh, just being aware that, hey, you know, this is something that, because trading enhances everything. It's almost like you're, you know, I've had people tell me, it's like, this is, this is a psychological boot camp of sorts that I never even thought like it could even be like this. Um, but a lot of ways trading is a psychological boot camp for people that, you know, struggle with their emotions. Um, and, uh, you know, I think basically just wanting to change or recognizing, like some people think they're good until they start trading. Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, I got my, emo I've had so many people tell me, it's like, I, I am the, the most emotionally stable person you'll ever know. Like, and, uh, you know, I don't even cry at certain things. I don't do certain things. And, um, you know, I'm not emotional at all. Um, and I actually had a lady that told me this and she was, her husband was like, oh yeah, yeah. She's just no emotion whatsoever. And, uh, they ended up getting into a stock and they were actually winning in that particular trade. And she called me up on the phone. She's like, should I take it back? She's all, I'm, I'm a mess right now. I'm so emotional. And you know, it, it's just wild. And she wasn't, it wasn't that she was emotional because she was losing. She was emotional in the winning side too. Um, so it's, it's not all about like, Oh, you know, if, if uh, you know, controlling your emotions just when you're losing, you know, it's about controlling your emotions on the, on the upside too. Um, that makes a lot of people sense. don't recognize. That makes total sense. And I want to go back to, cause you, you touched on, you have three coaches. Right. So having those coaches, having those people in your corner, what is that? Is that more for you? Is that for your ability to be the, the person you need to be mentally for your clients? Why do you feel like you enrolled those? Cause from the outside, you know, you're, you're killing it right in a lot of different ways, but yet I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that you personally have three coaches. Well, I think the one thing is, 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 uh, you know, accountability and somebody to be accountable to. Um, the other thing is, is just, you know, a lot of times it's good to have somebody that sees your blind side. So you're just like, you can run them, run by stuff. Um, you know, on a periodic basis. Um, and also too is, you know, the whole goal in my life is to be better today than I was yesterday. Um, and in order to do that, I got to have people in my life that help me see how to improve. Um, without that, without that coaching, you know, I don't see the improve, you know, I'm not, I don't always recognize where I can improve better, what I can do. Um, in certain aspects, because, you know, you have, you, you know, you have your body, your mind, you know, um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, your health, your, you know, I'd say your spiritual side also, uh, you know, you have all these things to attend to. Um, and it's good to have somebody there that's, that's helping you manage those. Um, cause a lot of times you could be really good. Like I see people that are really good in one area of life. Um, but they are not good in anything else. And you've probably seen this with several people in your life where they crush it in one area and other areas, they, they just completely off the rails. 
Um, so, you know, I, I think that's part, having the coaches helps me live more of a balanced life um, and be able to get the most out of, uh, you know, my trading, uh, you know, even my nutrition, my workouts, my, my family life, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's, you're trying to build good relationships with your wife and kids. Um, you know, and my, my kids are, you know, they're growing up fast, so I only have a certain amount of time, but I want to be able to teach them and, and, uh, uh, be able to be the best father I can be as well as the best trader, you know, and, uh, you know, the best husband and stuff. So the coaches are important in that regard. So I always try to keep people that can help me improve. Um, and so that I, I really want to improve every single day. I want to be better than I was yesterday, whether it's trading, uh, whether it's nutrition, um, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's husband, being a better husband, father, uh, just want to every day improve somehow in I something. That. I love that. So my final question for you coming up on the 45 minute here, Mark, uh, Jake, is, is where does this humility come from? Because I think a lot of people feel like they get to a certain point financially, they get to a certain point you know, in a lot of different ways in their lives. And then, Hey, you know, I'm going to celebrate a bit. I'm going to let myself be happy. But to me, it truly seems like you're, you're a humble guy that's enjoying the journey. And where does that come from? I think that's the thing is I I've been through a lot in my life as far as, um, you know, different tragedies and different things. And I'm not looking for, for, you know, a lot of people are like, I, I want to be happy every day. And, all this stuff. And for me, it's just, I want to have joy um, in my life. And that's what I have every day, whether it's a hard day or an easy day. Um, I still feel joy. I'm still happy um, and content um, with what's going on. Um, and I think that's a big part. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, well you need to unleash here. It's like, don't, don't get me wrong. It's like, I'm not, not enjoying my life. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, this weekend we were on the beach playing and, you know, having a great time and, you know, we're, uh, but I'm finding joy in every moment, whether it's a tragic moment, a loss in trading, a gain in trading, uh, it doesn't matter, uh, what it is. Um, you just got to look for the joy every day, um, and what comes in and what life gives you. Um, and that's more what, what I'm focused on is in. And what, you know, I pray for is, is just joy, uh, which That's is far amazing. different than, you know, people like happiness. I got to be happy every day. It's like, no, you know, you can find joy in very hard times. I love that. I think the biggest, my, my biggest takeaway, just in closing from this interview with you is, is to just learn to accept what is and stop trying to control the outcome and find that joy and just enjoying the process and knowing that it's going to be hard but praying for the emotional resilience to be able to, 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 to do your best. And that's really what I've gotten from you. So Jake, this has been an absolute pleasure. Finally, before we wrap up here, where can somebody find you? Somebody hears this interview. They've been seeing all these online stock gurus and just something didn't sit right with them. But after listening to this interview, they love your mindset. They love your heart. They know that you're truly going to make them into the trader that they want to be. How can somebody find you? How can we enroll in your program? How do we get more Jake Coleman in our lives? Well, if you set up uh, right now, you can go to uh, jcolemantrading.com uh, um, and you can set up a, uh, a call uh, with one of my 
uh, one of my team. Um, and then they can, they'll do the, uh, they'll tell you everything about the system and uh, go through the interview process with you. Uh, I love but that's it. the best way. I love it. Jake, thank you so much for your time. You're an absolute treasure, my friend. Hopefully this will not be the last time you and I speak. I look forward to building a relationship with you. And I truly thank you for being on the Grow to Gold podcast. And we look forward to having you back sometime in the future. Thank you.